0: J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or
1: sleepnumber.com.
2: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these Are the other
0: stories.
2: (laughs) Hey writers, we're still looking for your stories. We've just opened up the podcast for our new story submissions. The themes are alternative reality, something left on the doorstep, ghost ships, immortality, underwater or the dark web. All the submission details are currently available at hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions to get your stories in today. Also, if you're looking for your next read and want to learn a little more about how the other stories was born, two of our non-fiction books are now up for pre-order on Amazon. 1 to 5 million by Luke Condor, that's myself, Lessons Learned from Podcasting in My Pants When Nobody Was Looking, and Collaboration for Authors by Daniel Wilcox. A Complete Guide to Collaborating, Finding a Partner, and Accelerating Your Author Career. Both of these books are currently available on Amazon to pre-order. They're coming out on the 26th of June. Or you can snag yourself a copy of each book by heading over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Today's story is Prized Specimen, written by Ian J. Middleton and narrated by Justin Fife.
0: Already? I swear... It takes more and more of this stuff to put you boys down. The voice is female and speaks matter-of-factly. Save for a mass of blonde hair, Tyler's vision is too blurry to make out any other details. He can smell perfume, hairspray, and leather. The voice continues. You know, they use this stuff in game reserves where you're not allowed to kill the animals anymore. They tranquilize the rhinos and giraffes long enough for the hunters to get a photo before they wake up and stumble back into the bush. Tyler blinks several times, but his vision remains distorted. His world swirls as though at sea. He tries to move forward from a slouched position, but his limbs are unresponsive. He attempts to ask where he is, who this woman is, and what's going on, but the gag prevents the questions from escaping. The woman ignores the muffled words. They say it's more humane, but I'm not sure how humane it is having a park full of tote up wildlife. She holds up a syringe and flicks it a few times while she speaks. The sight of the hypodermic needle turns Tyler's muffled words into muffled cries. Oh, please, I very much doubt you're unfamiliar with these. Tyler shakes his head in a futile attempt to prevent the needle from being plunged into his neck. It does little. Blurry colors merge to black. A mechanical whirring welcomes Tyler back to reality. He is weightless. No, suspended. His wrists and ankles are now restrained, bound together as though he's being transported by some cannibal tribe. The artificial light is too bright. His eyes remain as slits, limiting the details around him. He can make out a chain from which he hangs. He slowly rotates until his head knocks into something hard and metallic. Oops, sorry about that, the woman says. Her voice is familiar, but Tyler can't place it. Shouldn't leave a mark. We'd hate to damage the goods on your big day. The impact kickstarts Tyler's awareness. He tilts his head back and views the world from an inverted position. He is in a garage. Shelves line the walls full of boxes and tins. Garden tools are linked up underneath. He realizes that he knocked his head against a windscreen while being hoisted out of the red convertible. He knows this car, but from where? More of the garage comes into view, including the operator of the engine block. It's her, the driver from the hotel. The memories rush back all at once. He was in his plush hotel suite. While waiting for another coat of fake tan to dry, he perused the selection of thongs laid out across the bed. It was a toss-up between the sparkly gold or the classic blue. Behind him, the sun was setting, the bright city lights becoming ever more vivid. The phone had rung. His driver was downstairs. A glance at the clock revealed that the driver was early. Tyler slammed the phone down and marched into the bathroom to grab the hairdryer. The tan set in minutes. The third coat would have to wait. He maneuvered himself into the blue thong. Classic blue was always a winner and slung on the complimentary triple X large robe. The waiting driver was a petite blonde woman dressed in a Navy chauffeur uniform and all dolled up as though she was attending a high stakes fundraiser at the Hamptons. Her name tag read Simone. She met him with a fake smile and took his bags to the awaiting vehicle. He expected a limo or Ben's, but instead, a sporty red convertible greeted him, roofed down, waxed to a high sheen. Simone stuffed his bags into the limited boot space while he climbed into the back seat. The vehicle rocked from side to side, struggling under his bulk. Thankfully, it was only a short drive to the venue. He'd be having words with the organizers upon his arrival. From up front, Simone prattled on about the importance of hydration, especially with the recent humid weather. She reached into the cooler and handed back a chilled bottle of water. He cracked open the seal and took a sip, mainly as an attempt to shut her up. Simone watched him in the rearview mirror. The water tasted off and left a bitter aftertaste. That was his last thought, before everything went dark, and he awoke to the peculiar hunting practices of certain game reserves. The whirring of the engine hoist comes to a stop. Tyler remains suspended above the vehicle, The gag continues to suppress his cries. With a grunt, Simone pushes the mechanism across the stone floor. The jolt causes Tyler to swing like the hanging balls of a Newton's cradle. He is steered helplessly towards an open door that leads up a ramp and into a hallway. The sedative is wearing off. Tyler can feel his muscles tingle as the sensation returns. The fogginess surrounding his mind clears. His vision sharpens. He can make out a ceiling filled with dusty chandeliers and cobwebs. Abstract artworks are hung on the walls. Between the canvases are stuffed heads of exotic animals rhino, lion, cheetah. A whole safari's worth watching a prize winning, bound and gagged bodybuilder at the mercy of a woman a quarter his size. You like our collection? We preserve only the best specimens, Simone says with some pride. She doesn't allow Tyler the chance of a muffled reply before he is swiftly turned through 90 degrees and trundled into a library. Abandoned to the center of the room, his tormentor busies herself with something out of sight. Tyler's wild eyes scan the library from his upside-down position. He's surrounded by dusty books and old tomes. A mahogany desk is to his left, a fireplace to his right, with a framed photograph sitting on the mantelpiece. Craning his neck, He makes out an aging man with an attractive blonde woman in his arms. Covered in liver spots and wrinkled skin, the man wears a matching khaki shirt and pants. A pith helmet sits at a slight angle. Mounted above the mantelpiece, a mighty lion head roars. A mechanical shunt and grinding of gears snaps Tyler back to the present. The bookcase adjacent to the fireplace starts to move. A succession of ceiling lights burst into life. Illuminating a narrow corridor. I know what you're thinking, Simone says, now standing at Tyler's side. What's with all the animals? I have my late husband to thank for that. Despite his many flaws, especially when it came to his attitude towards women, he knew his stuff when it came to taxidermy. I'll give him that. I've always struggled to get the eyes right. Anyway... They descended a short distance to a roller door. The bookcase grinds back into position, sealing them inside. Tyler sizes up Simone out of the corner of his eye. She would be no match for him on a level playing field. The possibility of escape causes adrenaline to flow through his system, washing away the lingering effects of the sedative. He would only need a second. Simone taps a series of numbers into an electronic keypad, making no effort to hide it. Tyler memorizes the code. Capitalizing on her carelessness, he suppresses a sly grin. The roller door winds itself up. The area beyond is shrouded in darkness. The corridor lighting that seeps in does little to reveal what lies in wait. With some effort, Simone pushes Tyler into the center of the room. I'll leave you boys to get acquainted while I slip into something more appropriate. Footsteps disappear into the darkness. Tyler is left suspended. He pushes Simone's strange comment aside. This is his chance. He fights against the restraints, muscles tensed. The engine hoist rocks back and forth, if he can just topple it over. A distant flick of a switch floods the area with light. The escape is momentarily halted as Tyler winces against the glare. Arching and twisting his back, he can take in more and more of the room. The excitement of a possible escape turns to a sickening dread. He now realizes why the code was not hidden from view. He's underestimated his captor. In one corner of the large windowless room is a living area, tastefully decorated as if it was still 1972. A floral sofa is angled toward a TV, a shag rug placed on the floor. Sat on the sofa dressed in only a thong is the unmoving, bulging physique of Jay Francis, a previous winner of Mr. Olympia, He went missing several years ago. It appears he's been here all along, angled at the TV with a remote control in one hand and the other resting along the back of the sofa. An unsettling smile is fixed upon his tanned face, made more so by the pair of plastic googly eyes that rest in his eye sockets. In another corner is a pink-tiled bathroom, complete with shower, cubicle, sink, toilet, and old bodybuilding rival flex bridges. He retired back in 08. At least, that's what the world thought. But now he's stuck in place. His muscular arm raised up, squeegee in hand destined to forever clean shower glass. He grins tirelessly, despite the grim prospect. The wide googly eyes restrained at a cockeyed angle. The third corner is a simple kitchenette, complete with cupboards and two gas burners. The oven door is open and bending over it is multiple Mr. Universe winner Toby Gillingham, His ripped figure covered in only an apron, thong, and oven mitts is removing a tray of baked goods. A smile is etched upon his frozen face as he permanently looks back over his shoulder. One of the googly eyes has come away, leaving a dark cavity in the left side of Toby's face. In the final corner is a double bed, complete with side tables and lamps. The bed is empty, the patterned sheets pulled tight. A grand recess is built into one of the walls. The details within remain covered in shadow. Another flick of a switch and the bulbs strung around an ornate arc begin to rhythmically blink to life. Standing below is a fleshy statue of a man, a victim of time and age. He is dressed in a dark suit, his wrinkled mouth half open, his plastic eyes unfocused. In one hand, an open book rests, facing upward upon spread fingers. The other arm is raised out, as though addressing a congregation. Tyler recognizes the man. He tries his best to pull himself around, twisting against the restraints to get a better look. Yes, he was in the photo upstairs, dressed in the hunting uniform. The sound of wheels trundling across the polished wooden floor catches Tyler's attention. He arches himself around and comes to realize that the human mannequins of this place are not static, but mounted on dollies. More concerning is that Simone has ditched the chauffeur uniform for a tattered wedding dress. The once classy garment is now stained. The absence of flower girls causes the train to drag across the floor. One by one, she lines the bodybuilders up, Jay fixed in the seated position, remote in hand, Flex standing straight and reaching up with a squeegee, Toby bent over holding a tray of moldy cakes, all of them are in thongs, their veiny muscles bulging while unnaturally large grins and fake eyes fill their faces. Unseen speakers start to play a bridal chorus. The bride arrives at Tyler's side and begins to shove her strung-up husband-to-be down the aisle. The celebrant and congression greet them. Behind the celebrant, stacked on top of each other against the back wall, are the preserved bodies of several scantily clad women. They all look like Simone, slim, blonde, petite, their skin the color of distressed leather, a pile of tarnished trophies gathering dust. Simone notices Tyler eyeing up the human pile. You'll have to excuse the mess. they're my late husband's collection, I've not gotten around to clearing them away yet. She takes a quick breath and composes herself. Tyler is forced to watch as she nods along with something unsaid by the celebrant. A bouquet is held at Simone's waist and at one point she removes her hand and flaps it in front of her, attempting to banish any falling tears. Finally, she says, I do. Tyler's eyes widen. He begins to writhe around on the end of the engine block, an animal caught in a snare. Simone waits patiently. At one point she turns and smiles apologetically to the grinning congregation. Tyler's thrashing continues for another minute, before he's overcome with futility. His muscles relax, drained from the fight. His soon to be wife turns to the celebrant and says, He does. Simone wipes a tear away. She kneels down, pecks Tyler on the cheek, and asks, So, which side of the bed do you prefer?
2: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories prized specimen was written by ian j middleton narrated by justin fife edited by duncan muggleton with music by Melan and tom robson and sound effects provided by freesound.org and incompetech the episode illustration was provided by luke spooner of carry on house ian j middleton is a horror writer who dabbles in novels short stories and flash fiction you can check out more of his work at www.ianjmiddleton.com. If you enjoy today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs are available over at www.gumroad.com forward slash Hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production by the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So. Until next time.
1: Hold up.